The Boilermakers picked up a bucket victory to end the season on Saturday, the kickoff to a busy month for Purdue football. We'll talk transfer portal, recruiting, retention, and the game on Golden Black Radio. I'm Kyle Charters, Tom Deanhart here as well. Tom in a moment, but first this. Designing and building since 1968, TNW has changed the way people think about construction. TNW's three-stage approach to designing and building is unmatched throughout the construction industry. Learn more about TNW's people, passion, and projects at TWDesignBuild.com. Experience unparalleled comfort, service, and cuisine at the Whitaker Inn. This Midwestern oasis is perfect for a relaxing staycation or weekend getaway. Escape from the ordinary at the Whitaker Inn. All right, Tom, the Boilermakers get a bucket victory on Saturday. Uh, it has not slowed down in terms of news since then. The portal will open uh, in a week. We've already seen some announcements of uh, Purdue guys who are departing. I think the the one that's the most of note is Corday Sidnor, right? Uh, a guy mm-hmm. who you know played a little bit as a backup, got the one start and played well. It seemed like against uh, Northwestern, but really so far, you wouldn't think that anything we've seen from a portal perspective has been all that surprising. Yeah, you're right. Nothing, nothing shocking. Josh Kaltenberger, of course, uh, went in recently, the the offensive lineman. Before that, you know, T.J. Sheffield, the receiver, was the first going in last Wednesday. I think his timing, Sheffield's timing, was a bit of an eyebrow raiser, Kyle. Team captain to to depart before the final game of the year. Uh, O.C. Brothers, the linebacker, went in over the weekend. And, yeah, Corday Sidner, the outside linebacker, uh, um, brothers is a grad transfer. You know, he came to Purdue from Auburn. He's got his degree so he can transfer a second time. Yeah, Sidner, you're right. You know, I, I just don't think he was a fit in this defense as an outside linebacker. I think he was more of an end in a, in a four, three alignment. Yeah. So, uh, again, a talent though, Kyle, you know, as a retro freshman last year, he really flashed. Talked about the Northwestern game this year. His lone star, he looked pretty good too. So he's a long guy has that, that long frame they like on the edge. So, yeah, that was a, that was a mild surprise, and uh, just you know, keep your keep your seatbelt buckle. You never know; there's always a surprise or two. The portal opens December fourth, closes January third. Uh, that's the window. That thirty day window is when guys have to make decisions. If you're in the portal, where do you want to go before it closes back up again? January third, and of course, Kyle, there's another window in the spring after spring football where guys can move. But this is this is the period, Kyle. This is the portal window in December where teams really make their hay and, and the best talents usually available. Ryan Walters seems to understand the assignment, which is a good thing. Uh, I mean, even immediately after the victory against Indiana on Saturday, he's talking about the task at hand, which is uh, recruiting your own guys to stay, hitting the portal, uh, high school recruiting, fundraising, which he seems to, <laughs> yeah. to understand that that's, that's part of the ball game right now i mean all of that needs to happen for purdue to be able to retain its best players which it needs to be able to do and you've got to be able to keep your a players while adding to your stock of a players that's what this month is all about but part of that now i mean it's just the game is changing so much part of that is is fundraising and and you know uh, making deals to, to keep guys through through nil all mm-hmm. that is critically important i don't know how any coach has has time to sleep at the moment, uh, to be honest with you. But um, but that's that's part of the deal. Yeah, a lot of balls in the air for these guys in December, right? Some people would like to see the calendar spread out a little differently. Maybe this early signing period for for uh, you know freshmen or incoming freshmen to be 
kicked down or moved up maybe. Because remember, December 20th is the date that the, the class of 2024 kids and JCs can start signing. So that's going on. The portal's going on, like you said. And yeah, Ryan Walters, uh, he gets it, you know. Um, and you mentioned the, the fact he brought up fundraising in the post-game press conference Saturday. And I know he's done his part, continues to do his part, trying to go around and, and sell the importance of, the, of, of, of contributing to, uh, you know, the Boilermaker Alliance, uh, the Purdue uh, – the Purdue Collective, it's affiliated with the athletic department uh, to help his cause. And we've seen other coaches kind of on social media come out making similar type statements that, hey, you know what, if you want a good team, you know, fan base, uh, you, you need to contribute to whatever collective it is our school has. Because without that, we've got no shot. I've, I've seen three or four coaches tweet out something along those lines in recent days. So it's just the new world we, we live in, right? I know some fans don't like it, but that's the way it is. And and, uh, and Ryan Walters talked about, again, not just obtaining talent in the portal, but also retaining his own, Kyle. And, and there's guys like Nick Scorton, you know, Kyden Jenkins, Gus Hartwig, among others on this roster, I'm sure other universities are very interested in having. And maybe some of those schools would like to write, write big checks to, to get those guys. So it sounds weird to say all this out loud, doesn't it? But this, this, this is college athletics in 2023. Yeah, it's just crazy. You know, 10 years ago. Five years ago, a couple years ago, you know, we wouldn't be talking about this stuff. Uh, but it's it's wild. You're talking about money, and, and in some cases, big money, to try to make sure that uh, you know your your own athletes have the best opportunities available to them on on your campus. Uh, Purdue has a lot of needs, aside from just retaining its own players. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, offensive line has to be number one, but you you really can't. There's not a single position out there that Purdue wouldn't take help. Yeah, you're right. Walters has made that available even last year. They take anybody to any position if they think they can help. And yeah, if you were to pick like a pecking order, I guess no 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 doubt, offensive line would be right near the top, if not the very top. Uh, portal guys and JC guys, they've got a lot of offers out to JC offensive linemen. They had one in this last weekend for an official visit, a guy named Rod Green. Big guys are all looking at very big offensive linemen. And wide receiver, I think they need a couple receivers. I think they need some some guys on the defensive line, especially the interior. Um, inside linebacker, without a doubt. I think they need a running back too, Kyle, to go along with with Ty, going with Devin, Mock, Devin Mockaby now that Tyrone Tracy is gone. And the kicker, right? How about kicker? I mean, that, that that's going to be interesting to see what they do there. I think they need to get a portal kicker. You know, they have the freshman coming in from Brownsburg, Spencer Porath. You know, Freehill could come back. I'm not sure if he will be back, but he has another year. And uh, so we'll see how to handle that spot. Uh, I, I think uh, if I was Purdue, I, I think I'd be looking for a kicker, too, just to have a veteran who's actually done it in a game before. Yeah, I mean, it was a good comeback by Freehill on Saturday, but uh, I think you want at least, at the very least, some competition there uh, for that for that position. You didn't mention uh, defensive backs. How does Purdue feel about where it stands at, at, at defensive back? I think, you know, they, they, they've got a lot of young guys coming in, um, especially a cornerback. I, I think they've got some stuff to work with. Markevious Brown um is coming back Braxton Myers was a guy who red shirt he, he, he was a transfer last year from Ole Miss along with Brown you know Botros Alessandro Derek Rogers you know they got Zion Tepto I, I stepped I think they got a decent mix of guys there at, at, at cornerback maybe you would like to bring in a veteran another veteran corner if you can 
know, they do lose Marquise Wilson, the transfer from, from Penn State, who got hurt and missed most of the year. And then in the safety spot, too, you know, Cam Allen will be gone. It's believed Snoozy Kane, you know, will he come back? Will he not come back for another year? I think some people think he may be leaning for going pro. So, um, you know, Dylan Thieneman, of course, is back. So, just thinking out loud, trying to think of other safeties in, in my head. Maybe maybe they could use a veteran safety to supplement, you know, Dylan Thieneman and, and, re, and replace, you know, Cam Allen and potentially Snoozy Kane, too. Yeah. Yeah, I thought Sanusi played really well in the second half of the year. It'll be interesting to see what he decides to do. He would have that one year to come back, but also a uh, possibility of going uh, pro or at least trying to do so. Uh, high school recruiting, uh, it's crazy. That takes such a backseat, it feels like. Yeah. And I, I agree with you. A reason why that, that signing they probably needs to be moved out of December. But it is where it is right now. What do you anticipate? Do you, could Purdue add a few players still there? Or are they just trying to hang on to the ones they've got? Any any idea? Combination of that, they've got I think twenty two commits right now. They've lost about two. They've lost two guys recently, but Purdue's not really worried about those those recent defections. Um, William Nettles, a cornerback from Dallas, and Jalen Jones, an outside linebacker from 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 Texas as well. Um, they've moved on and. Uh, I know Purdue's still on another edge guy, a guy named DJ Allen, who's uh, was a one-time Central Florida commit. They had a 2024 offensive lineman on campus this last week, Aiden Bryant, a big kid, 6'5", 300-pound guy from Westfield, Indiana. But he's playing. He's played his senior year at a Christian academy down in Mississippi, in Greenville, Mississippi. He's a guy to watch. So I think they're, they're going to add maybe one or two more guys at, at, at the most, I would anticipate. Uh, among the high school 2024 kids. Uh, and then right now is a dead period, Kyle. <clears throat> Staff can start going back out, I believe, starting this weekend, but they can't, nobody can be on the road right now. No contact is a dead period. I imagine the assistants will be back out, you know, visiting commitments and also maybe kicking the tires on some other guys. But again, I think they've got their laser focus on just those two guys left. But again, there could be some surprises that emerge. And if somebody catches their eye later, maybe, maybe they can flip somebody, Kyle, right? So it's always that you, 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 you did this for a long time, you know, recruiting and these things can be really dicey until you get to, get to signing day. Right. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, things are always, always moving. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit about the game. We'll do that next. This is Golden Black Radio. On the far end of Main Street in downtown Lafayette, you'll find East End Grill, industrial and classic. The restaurant is built like a steakhouse, but handles like a bistro. East End Grill's menu includes creative starters, simple chopped salads, burgers, fresh fish, and steaks, and the signature shrimp and grits. The staff prepares every item from scratch and emphasizes simple meals that incorporate fresh, local, and seasonal ingredients. A warm and inviting dining room features a cozy bar that includes a great selection of craft beer, inspired cocktails, and a robust and expanding wine list. Whatever your entertainment needs are, a cocktail at the bar, dinner with family, or a special event in the private dining room, the energized and attentive staff is here for you. Eastern Grill in downtown Lafayette, welcome to our table. When it comes to land sales, it pays to have experts in your corner. Acre Pro Midwest Farm Group is your local farmland specialist. With decades of experience in Indiana agriculture, no one knows the market better. Whether you're doing a 1031 exchange or simply buying and selling farmland, your local AcrePro agent will walk the land with you and ensure the deal is done right. Visit AcrePro.com or call 765-775-6502 and talk to your local land expert today. Again, 765-775-6502. At Purdue Federal Credit Union, it's about a relationship. 
a relationship that goes where you go, wherever you are in life. A relationship that's committed to free financial wellness resources, lower fees, and innovative digital banking solutions. Because we believe in people helping people. Let's build your financial future together. Purdue Federal Credit Union, your trusted financial partner for life. Federally insured by NCUA. Tom, along with uh, all that uh, recruiting out of the portal and high school recruiting, uh, Purdue did play a game on Saturday. And it won the game 35 to 31 against Indiana to retain the bucket. It was a, it was a good game. I think that it was important for Purdue to be able to end the season winning two of three. And really you can point at that third game against Northwestern and say, Hey, look, we had a chance there, but we were missing our arguably our two best players. And had we had them, maybe we could have ended the, the season on a, a three game uh, winning streak. But Purdue did, you know, Purdue did a lot of the things uh, against Indiana that it, it had been doing later in the season. Um, obviously, Hudson Card made a big difference being back out there, and sort of showed, I think, his his full ability with throwing and and running the football and doing so. Probably still not yet at a hundred percent, but it was a good effort offensively uh, by Purdue and by Hudson in particular. Yeah, I think without a doubt, Hudson Card's best game of the year, and he was not one hundred percent. As, as, as the staffer, Ryan Walters, talked about afterward, the rib injury he suffered against Minnesota that kept him out against Northwestern. He fought through that discomfort. Like I said, I thought it was his best game uh, throwing and running the football, too. He looked really good running the ball. I think his 10-yard QB run was the game winner there after he threw the 44-yard pass to Deion Burks going into the north end zone to set it up. So great game by him. And um, complimentary football, right? Um Defense sealed it at the end with Nick 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 Scorton making that big stop on what fourth and one of Brennan Soresby snuff out IU's last gasp effort there and try to try to win the game late. So yeah, nice way to end the year, pal. You're right, four and eight. And nobody's satisfied with four and eight. And you look over your shoulder at the woulda, shoulda, coulda, as you mentioned, the Northwestern game. Even the Iowa game what was winnable, I think. I think everybody who plays Iowa think it's, it's thought it was a winnable game this year, and it really was. <laughs> and you know, uh, Going back to Fresno State, um, and, and I mean, Nebraska was not a good team, Kyle. I know Purdue ended up losing that one by a decent margin, but again, that, that was a, that was a team that was beatable. But anyway, Purdue's four and eight, as Bill Parcells always said, "You are what your record says you are." And but again, they they got their two trophies right. They beat Illinois, got the can, they got the bucket, they beat IU, you beat a Virginia Tech team that's going to a bowl as well, uh, and uh, you beat Minnesota. So. Uh, and then they got some positive mojo going in the offseason. So plenty of work to do, like, like we've talked about. Uh, not, again, not just to keep keep the staff or keep the roster intact, I should say, but but also to supplement that roster with, 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 with multiple needs. I think everybody that plays Iowa comes away feeling like, hey, we had the better team. How did we lose that game? <laughs> yeah. It's wild. Yeah, and that game on Saturday for Purdue, uh, you know, I, I thought the card played well, and he's, you know, he's doing so out there without without an overwhelming number of weapons uh, offensively. I mean, the two running backs, obviously, but man, mm-hmm. Purdue was really beat up. At it's like that injury bug just kept uh, circulating from position to position, especially on the offensive side, right? I mean, it had been mm-hmm. at tight end, it had been at the offensive line, obviously. Uh, I guess running back to some minor extent, uh, Tyron Tracy missed a little bit of time. Uh, quarterback, and finally hit the receiver, receiving core. But uh, 
you know, an illustration that Purdue needs more help at that position, but also uh, good on Hudson Card to be able to operate the offense without maybe all of uh, all the weapons that he needed. Yeah, you're right. Boy, the receiving course was especially thin on Saturday uh, with Sawinski out, Abdur Rahman Yassin out, you know, Mercer Rice has been out. You know, Elijah Canyon's been a fan of all year. Um, so TJ Sheffield was in a portal. So it was, it, it was, it was, it was all hands on deck. A wide receiver. We saw multiple two tight end sets, and we saw the emergence of what the true freshman tight end George Barron. Uh, boy, he he he's a good looking player. Six five, about two twenty now. He's 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 got a good a good stride. He was a hurdler in high school, and you know Garrett Miller unfortunately got hurt, but that allowed. Uh, uh, Barron a chance to play, and he really excelled making a TD catch. So, again, you look at that spot next year with, with him and, and Max Clare. Boy, uh, the, the tight end spot looks to be a strength once again moving forward. So, yeah, just a lot of ebbs and flows, highs and lows on Saturday. But uh, to overcome that 10-point deficit, I think it was 28-18 to 18 at one point in the third quarter uh, for, for Purdue to rally and, and right itself after taking the punches in the nose and find a way to win the game has to be encouraging for the staff. The stars of Purdue's defense came up with big plays again. I mean, Dylan Thieneman with a couple interceptions. Cam Allen gets another one on what was a great play on the sideline. Nick Scorton gets a couple of sacks, including yeah. uh, the one that ultimately becomes a sack because of the grounding, I think, there on the, the last play. Um, before the season, I thought we figured that Scorton would be good and that Thieneman would be good, but I don't think we thought six interceptions and 10 sacks for each one of those guys, respectively type of good, man, they had some great individual seasons. Yeah, you're right. Scorton, I think should be a first team, all big 10 consensus. We shall see. I cast my ballot yesterday and Scorton was among my nominees and Dylan Thieneman. I'm not sure if he'll be first team, but he should at least be honorable mention. All Big Ten. Uh, maybe he'll be a second or a third teamer. Yeah, six interceptions. He led Purdue in tackles. Kyle, I think he set a freshman single season record for tackles, beating Rod Woodson's mark from 1983. Yeah, he you know he first started making waves in spring football. People were whispering, hey, you know, Dylan Thieneman. Watched Thieneman, and by the end of spring ball, he was running with the first team and and continued that through the summer and the fall. And just a guy who even puts the upperclassmen to shame with, with his work ethic and attention to detail. So what a bright future for him. He had two picks Saturday. Uh, it's going to be fun watching old number 31 develop here these next two years. Yeah, no doubt about that. All right, thank you, Tom. Take care, buddy. That'll do it for our podcast for this week. A thanks to our sponsors. As always, if you do like the podcast, please rate us five stars on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a comment as well. All right, that'll do it for our show for Tom Deanhart, I'm Kyle Charters. Thanks for listening. This is Golden Black Radio.